1: This week in the Monday Night War, it is time for SummerSlam 1996, which has the WWF Championship, Shawn Michaels versus Vader. And we've also got the first ever Boiler Room Brawl, The Undertaker versus Mankind. Romeo, SB3, Drunk Guy JJ. This is True Rewind 75. This is True Rewind. This is True Rewind.
2: This is
0: Hello, hello, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel for another edition where you gotta fasten your cease belts, jump in the DeLorean, pump up the flux capacitor as we go back in time to August of 1996 for SummerSlam 1996 from Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, I am here back with the pilot and driver of the DeLorean himself. Mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne.
1: Hello, all. Happy True Rewind 75.
0: That's a lot. It's a a lot of True Rewinds we have done. And, of course, we have with us, finally, the Kyrie Irvin of True Rewind is back with us for episode 75 live and in living color. It is the man of a thousand and four drinks, Mr. Drunk Guy JJ.
2: I don't think the earth is flat. However, when I do show up, I do my thing. So it's good to be back with my good brothers here, SummerSame96. Uh, very interesting show, to say the least. So let's get this on and pop.
0: Yes, welcome to True Rewind, episode 75. Remember to show your support uh, on Fightful Overbooked and for the True Hill Heat gang by dropping a thumbs up on this video. Share it with all your friends on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the FIFO Overbooked YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. Closing in on 13,000 subscribers on FIFO Overbooked. You can see my face on a couple of different shows on Fridays usually, but this one is a mainstay of True Hill Heat that has come to FIFO Overbooked. So show your support and, of course, subscribe for that. And, of course, if you're watching us live, hit us in the live chat with your thoughts on SummerSlam 1996 and our review. And let us know in the comments down below what you thought about our review, the matches from SummerSlam 1996, and everything else. Like I said at the top, Romeo is the driver of the DeLorean. So he's going to guide us on the path down SummerSlam 1996.
1: Yeah. August 18th 1996 from Cleveland Ohio, uh, the Gund Arena. I should mention, on the free for all, Stone Cold Steve Austin beats the returning Austin. Yokozuna. Harlem World, what is up, Harlem?
2: Harlem on the rise. rise. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, said
1: Austin, Austin beat Yokozuna. Dave Meltzer gave it a dud. It must have been really, really bad.
2: It was.
0: It was one of those matches where Yokozuna accidentally falls off the top rope because of the bonsai drop. But this one, this one, he broke the ring. He broke the ropes. Man. And Austin won that way.
1: Yeah. On commentary, we got Jim Ross, Vince McMahon, and Mr. Perfect. And we start with Savio Vega versus Owen Hart. Owen immediately grimacing as he comes out the pain in his wrist on his cast and That's the story of the match here. Savio working Owen's arm and Owen trying to use it as a weapon until Savio hurts his shoulder and Owen works that. Vince teasing dissension in Camp Cornette because Jim's not out there. He's in the back cheering on Vader as he lifts weights. Clarence Mason comes out to get a closer look. Owen eventually takes his cast off to use as a weapon and applies the sharpshooter for the win. The ref could clearly see Owen using the cast but pretended not to see it. Mason To be fair,
0: this this wasn't the most glaring referee mistake on the night, and you can you could probably kind of you know suspend your disbelief and say the referee saw Scott Savio's back and didn't see
2: Owen hit him with the cast. That big Puerto Rican back
1: boss. Oh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw randomly talks trash to Vince about Savio and then attacks Savio Vega. It's the proverbial insult added to injury. Dave Meltzer gave Savio and Owen. Two and a half stars. What did you think, SP3? I was going to put this on, but no point because Savio sucked.
0: Uh, I give it two and three quarter stars. I thought Savio and Owen worked well with each other. I like the finish uh, with Savio basically hurting himself with the back suplex off the top rope where he hit the cast first off. And then Owen playing possum and then hitting him with the cast to set up the sharpshooter. I thought that fell in line with Owen Hart, who I said on on AE Ramble, and I will say it here again, top 25 in-ring workers of all time, Owen Hart, showing why drunk guy your
1: thoughts
2: uh two and a half it was what it was uh again referee playing mr oblivious and um but of course owen owen being owen so it worked out well two and a half an okay with uh, to start the show i guess
1: yeah decent opener todd Pettengill's is in the boiler room and we learned the first person in that match who gets possession of the urn will be victorious and he's in there to talk to mankind And he acts as
0: Mankind. Well, he just pulls up on Mankind and Mankind says, There's no place like home. Oh, well, that's not. That's my ball-bearer voice. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's no place like home, Todd. There's no place like home for knowledge and discipline. There's no place like home but for as much as I love Every square inch of these hollow halls. It's time to leave because destiny awaits on the other side. But as for you, dead man, take this simple warning. Do not come in here because beyond these walls awaits you a fate worse than death. A possible course of events that could alter the future of all mankind. Have a nice day.
2: You gotta rock back and forth, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and very unsanitarily licks the pipes. Pause.
2: Yes. Oh, He's
1: oh,
0: he licking the pipe, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Puffed a magic dragon.
1: For the tag team championship, it's a four way elimination match with the new rockers versus Skip and Zip. Skip is in a damn neck brace.
0: Like, why? So did, st- how was he cleared? With <laughs> a <laughs> fractured
1: vertebrae. How do you clear that?
0: The Ohio Athletic Commission needs to be fired after this.
1: <laughs> versus the Godwins versus the champs, the smoking guns. Marty trips Zip from the outside. Billy Murderer. In- Wow. Wow. I was not <laughs> ready for that.
2: Did he just say murder? <laughs> yes, he did. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. Man what a darkness.
1: To somehow recover from that. <laughs> Billy pins Zip to eliminate them. Skip survives not getting in the ring with his fractured vertebrae.
2: That'd
1: be Slop drop by Henry on Marty eliminates the Rockers. And Phineas then has the match won with a slop drop on Billy, but the ref gets distracted by Sonny and Hillbilly on the outside. Bart, with a move off the top rope, puts Billy on the pin, and the smoking guns retained. Sonny gets on the mic afterwards, ripping everyone in the building. She
2: loves the mic.
1: At least they're not murderers in the crowd. And <laughs> she, she unveils a huge party. banner of her.
2: <laughs> her wanted her wanted poster. <laughs> how you beat me to it
0: I was dead about to say that I put, put that picture on the back of a milk cart
1: <laughs> Dave Meltzer gave this match a dud hey, not bad yeah, it was, it was I, I didn't think it was that bad i, I
2: give it a star Dave
1: in a rough mood as you could tell today <laughs> anything else on that
2: um, I mean
0: I, I thought it was okay for what it was, but it was very sloppy. It it felt like it had no, no coherent no pun intended. <laughs> it had no coherent story to it. I gave it a star and a half, mainly for the last fortune with the good the Godwins versus the smoking guns. Everything before that really didn't matter. And uh yeah, Sunny's huge centerfold. Man, twenty five years can change how you look at a person.
2: Mm. You, know how, you know how white people age anyway, so that's not surprising. Uh, and plus, you know, uh, it's yeah, like you said, nearly the last two people in the match was what made the match, so that's why you even get a star. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next, we have the British Bulldog versus Psycho Sid. Uh, first, a promo backstage from Sid with Doc Hendricks. Doc, stop right here!
0: I know what the question is. Let me give you the answer. See, it didn't start there. It started months ago when I am laying asleep and it came to me. People screaming, Sid, Sid. They screamed. They demanded something. They wanted the man back. And the man is here, my friend. The man is here to stay. And Doc asks him about his matchup with the British Bulldog. And Sid answers, it's funny you say that because you see at the international incident, I feel like there was a little something, something missing. So tonight, Bulldog, it's my chance to take one more step, one more step to the top. For when it's over, there will be no question, my friend. And the people will be standing. And they will say, Sid, you are the master and ruler of the world.
1: Big psycho Sid chants. And Clarence Mason comes out again. Jim Cornette is showing backstage watching the match while Vader preps some more. Bulldog hits Sid with the power slam. But uh, Cornette makes his way to ringside to argue back and forth with Clarence Mason. Distracting Bulldog for making the pin, Sid with a choke slam and then a power bomb for the win. Dave Meltzer gave this one star.
2: That's fair. I mean, look who's in the ring. I mean, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> You're usually be expecting much anyway going into the match. Yep. Um, yeah. as for I
0: mean. The match was really more of an angle to finally pay off with Clarence Mason and sure. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, let me let me just uh, spoiler alert: he did not have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he did not have a good night at all. The only only person from Camp Cornette that won, he had nothing to do with it. He was nowhere to be seen <laughs> and found. Um, but uh, yeah, this was this was more about Sid just being ridiculously over, and them acknowledging it now that he, you know, the fans seem to love. Them some Sid. It's people with that name Sid, people love.
2: Mm. Is that it? Sid's, Sid's are over, huh?
1: <laughs> Next we I had Goldust with Marlena versus Mark Merrow. First, a look back at superstars this weekend, where mankind came up to Sable during a match calling her mommy! Mommy!
0: Mommy! <laughs> Now, yo, it, I don't know what was funnier mankind's delivery or Sable's reaction. Excellent.
2: Sable, Sable,
0: <laughs> Sable was like every blonde chick that's been in a scary movie ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Meryl's interviewed says Goldust is going to be a fallen star, and I love Sable's look here. Uh, very creeped out already.
2: Yeah. Uh...
1: Mankind comes out during this match. Does it again? Yep, the same mommy bit, and Sable absolute horror, horrified. Never seen anything worse <laughs> in her life.
2: We're all the right, can't ref- <laughs> count so ugly, huh?
1: <laughs> the refs get Mankind out of there. Marrow unleashed a shooting star press that he calls wild thing. Marlena distracts the refs though, so Meryl doesn't get the three count. Goldust with a curtain call that looked pretty good. Goldust after the match sexually harasses Sable. Until Meryl <laughs> makes the save, Mister Perfect, with great advice, leave the old lady at home.
2: Meryl would have done really, that.
1: He might have got a. might have been a star.
2: I was about to say, clearly, uh, Brock. Clearly, Brock has learned his lesson. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Meltzer gave us two and a quarter stars. What do you think, Sid?
2: Yeah,
0: I give it two and a half stars. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was good for uh, the amount of time it got. Uh, I think it was more, you know, Merrill. I don't understand why he debuted this new Wild Thing finisher. If he was gonna lose. Like why 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 pull it out? Why why did he need to do it in this in this match if he if he wasn't gonna win with it? I don't I don't understand that. And yeah, Sable's acting was the most funniest bit of this whole entire thing for me. Uh I just could I just couldn't stop laughing. The only thing funnier than Sable's reaction was Mankai running off when the referees came.
2: Like he ran so funny, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mankind is the best thing on this show. I loved, it. I loved him every segment he was involved in. He was the best.
1: Drunk guy, what you think? And What do you think of Mankind being all creepy? Disabled, calling her mommy. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, she should be my mommy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, definitely two and a half stars. Mankind, like you said, like Sid said, Mankind has been great. The whole mommy bit is fucking hilarious. Sable overacting. It was. It just, it just makes it funnier. It was. <laughs> You got Creep number one in Mankind. You got Creep number two in Goldust. Uh, yeah, like Sid said with the Mark Merrill thing, why the fuck would they have him bring that up? Only for him to still lose. It, it made no sense. They could have saved that for Raw or something. But yeah, two and a half stars.
1: We get an Ahmed Johnson video package. Recap in Ahmed's Ahmed situation. The surgery that he had. Will he ever return to wrestling? Uh, some nurse or doctor says if the bleeding stops, he can come back in three to four months. If it does not, he will lose his kidney and never return. Uh, we learned there's going to be an eight-man intercontinental championship tournament that starts on Raw. Gorilla Monsoon gets rid of Ahmed's world title shot that he won. He says the last four men in that battle royal, Austin, Goldust, Savio, and Sid, will be in a sudden death battle royal on Raw. And the winner gets a title shot at a special Raw championship Friday, of September 6th, which Ahmed Johnson will be watching from home. Ahmed Johnson from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter was hospitalized again with further kidney problems. The kidney was bleeding.
0: (laughs) Jesus.
1: And he had surgery to fix whatever's wrong, but apparently didn't work. And now there's a concern that he may have to get a kidney removed. This work turned into a shoot.
0: I mean, no, it was it was never a work. It was actually – it was always a shoot because uh, uh, Farouk came in and kicked him right in uh, – punctured his kidney with that kick. Like, it was never it, – it was for real. Like, I feel bad for Ahmed. He was on the rise. He felt like he was, like, this star that they were kind of building along with, like, newer stars like Mankind and Steve Austin at the time and Goldust. And he was kind of ahead of all of those guys. And now he has to take a step back. It's sad.
1: Farouk Assad introduced with Sonny to some majestic Spartan music.
0: I was like, "What is this music?"
1: Who? Jim Johnson?
0: Ah, oh, you, you outdid yourself. It's a banger.
1: <laughs> Farouk wants to know where is his Intercontinental Championship. Pangil says Monsoon has ordered a tournament. Farouk says, "Does he look like a waiter?" Sonny says, "Have the tournament. He's going to be the next IC champ, anyways." Would you look at this little promo here with Farouk getting some mic time? I hate that fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Farouk actually does look like a waiter
0: at a Spartan restaurant. If there was hilarious. a Spartan <laughs> restaurant. Farouk would be your waiter. Um, it, Come this on was
2: cosplay.
0: Yeah, Sunny called him the modern, the special modern, day, her special modern day gladiator. And, uh, said that he's gonna, he's gonna win the tournament. Another phrase, uh, Todd Pentengill said that, uh, Gorilla said, didn't want the criminal to get paid for the crime. And Vince quickly, quickly tried to make that sound good. Like, so to speak. So to speak, so to speak. Don't want to, <laughs> do want to say the black guy is a criminal. Trouble, yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, I'm trying to, trying to stay on the right side here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was okay for Farouk. He, he comes off very intimidating with the way he speaks. Um, I don't really see the point of him having Sonny, Honestly, it, it kind of takes a, some of the attention away from him. So uh, it's, it's no wonder that this uh, partnership spoiler alert didn't last too long.
1: The World's Strongest Man. Mark Henry, Henry was introduced. He's on commentary for Jake the Snake versus Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler in a Ravens jersey, which is very timely. This is the time where the Cleveland Browns got uh, bought out of town and went to Baltimore to become the Ravens. So he got heat here, despite him in real life being a Browns fan.
2: Okay. Exactly. That's <laughs> a,
1: that's immediately what I told wifey as it I'm watching this. Bo- with it
2: him. probably bothered him a lot putting that jersey <laughs>
1: Uh, He brought out Jake's uh, two partners, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. He clowns Mark Henry for not winning a gold medal at the Olympics. (laughs) Jerry then offers Jake a deal. He's got a a huge, huge bottle of wine. uh, If Jake doesn't take out the snake.
0: This was one of the worst stand-up routines I've ever seen in my life. It's terrible. This was this was uh, this whole this whole segment this whole match pre-match post-match I was disgusted by a lot of this. I'm sorry because we know Jake The Snake Roberts was a recovering alcoholic, especially
2: especially at this time when this is like yeah. the height of his like, you know. Yeah,
0: like they literally made a joke out of his whole recovery. And then the post-match was just, I I felt like that was way over the line. I would hope that that is not real alcohol. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: They have the match. Jerry jabs Jake in the neck with one of the whiskey bottles, pulls his tights for the pin.
0: Yo, I have in big, bold letters. How the hell did the referee not see that? That (laughs) happened right in front of the referee. Legit. In front so like Harvey, Whip- then we got a whiskey bottle. Harvey Whippleman <laughs> needs to fix his 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 glasses. Like he needs another prescription.
1: And this is the guy, if you remember, he, he was he was <laughs> Harvey was out during matches taking notes on the referee. He says he could do a better job, and he does the same thing every other ref does. Misses it. After the oh. match, Jerry pours the booze down Jake's throats, throat. Uh, <clears> throat> Vince says his, his kids are in attendance. Oof. Oh, Mark Henry stands up and makes the save running Jerry Lawler off. From the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Oh boy. Lawler poured a bottle of fake whiskey down Robert's throat. But it's believed that Jake later on said this was actually real whiskey. And he was pissed at Lawler about it because at the time he was really struggling to stay sober.
0: Yo, yo, this is why I don't, I don't fuck with Jerry King Lawler. I don't. don't
2: Yeah, there's a lot of (laughs) reasons I don't like Jerry King
0: Lawler. And, you know, I I have young children that we know how Jerry King Lawler acts around young children. Once
2: they open up the cross street, you already know.
0: So old, old. Uh, Jerry King Lawler's catchphrase is old enough to count, old enough to mount. But um, it, 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 I there, there's a lot of reasons I don't like him. But this whole angle, I've just been like, no, I I I think this is very disgusting. This is in very poor taste. He should not they Unagended. shouldn't they exactly they shouldn't be presenting Jake the Snake Roberts as this recovering alcoholic type of character. If this is how you're gonna treat it, like well, he be should be. There, he
2: shouldn't even be fucking losing to Jerry the King Lala, for one. Also Especially when him. the whole the whole feud was King shitting on him. It just should have been the moment for him to get his revenge.
1: That's what you thought it was leading to, right?
2: Mm. Yeah, like, <laughs> right? It <laughs> just got worse.
1: <laughs> Yikes. That was bad. Bad booking. Awful. It is time for the Boiler Room Brawl. The Undertaker backstage heading to the Boiler Room. Paul Bear places the urn at ringside. That's where they gotta go from the boiler room to retrieve the urn to win and Undertaker enters danger, danger danger boiler room, he enters he does a lot of searching for mankind, he can't find them until mankind sneaks up on him, and they brawl using whatever weapons are around them in the boiler room commentary goes quiet a lot early on for the, for the beginning of it, I was like this is very very quiet um, guess they were trying to build up the horror aspect of it, I don't know uh the crowd boos because there's fake signal problems where you can't see stuff. And at one point, it was for a very long time. Like was I'm, I'm like funny, hurry to stop. Me, me, and drunk guy were like, "Damn, we feel like we back
0: in 1996 when we were watching yeah, this on illegal cable <laughs> <laughs> when we had the boxes when you we know had know the shit, boxes." The boxes. Watch <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know how many pay per views I watched
2: it? Oh, watching I watched, it, I watched, just like that. I watched WrestleMania 17 the whole me too. Oh, me oh, too. With the too. Lines. I couldn't wow. see shit.
0: <laughs> uh, me and all my friends that had the illegal box in the same day when WrestleMania 17 happened. Whoa. That's when all the boxes went squiggly yep. Like
2: We didn't care. We kept watching. Watch that whole shit.
1: Mankind turns a knob, fires some gas into Taker's face. Later on, he dives off a ladder onto Taker with an elbow drop and then climbs another ladder. Undertaker sits up to tip him off of the ladder falling down. Taker then with a fire extinguisher to Mankind's face Mankind escapes the boiler room, barricades the door, but Taker powers through it. Wrestlers watching in the hallway, cheering him on. Probably got money on this. do Bradshaw.
2: <laughs> <should> be fired. <laughs>
1: uh, Mankind then throws hot coffee at Undertaker and back in the arena. They both make it Mankind he, with a pile he pulled, driver.
0: He pulled that move out of Woman's Playbook. I yeah. put it in my notes. <laughs> haven't seen hot coffee. <laughs>
1: Mankind with a pile driver on exposed concrete. They fight to the apron and Taker slingshots Mankind off. Mankind takes a sick bump, back bump, onto the exposed concrete. And Taker then goes for the urn from Paul Bear. But Bear turns away from him. And then Mankind attacks Undertaker. Hits him with the mandible claw. Paul Bear's laughing. Mankind goes to get the urn, but Taker sits up, more mandible claw, and then Paul Bear slaps and kicks Undertaker. Then he finally cracks Taker over the head with the urn. Mankind takes the urn to win. They laugh together. They're so proud of themselves. They exit eventually, and Taker's music starts to play, but stops. The lights turn off. Then the druid's music plays. They come out, they carry oh. away. This this martyr taker has died for our sins. Uh, Dave Meltzer <laughs> did not Jeez. rate this match, but I, no, okay. but I did.
0: But <laughs> I did. I did three and three quarter stars. I I rated it on the cinematic scale. You have to rate it on cinematic scales. So it's a scale of uh you know. The, the, the best cinematic matches of like, you know, five stars for uh, the Boneyard match or Stadium Stampede or the Firefly Funhouse all the way to whatever Braun and, and Bray Wyatt did at Extreme Rules, the horror show that's the that's the bottom of the scale. Um it's somewhere in the middle so I gave it 3 and 3 quarters. I thought it, I thought it was presented very well like a horror show, like a horror movie. Mankind was awesome. I have so many notes on this. Mankind squealing like a pig several yeah! times.
2: That's a sting. Yeah!
0: It cracked Is that me what up Harlem just did? <laughs> It cracked me up every single time, and it was he was great. He, I, the crowd reacted big to when he low blow Taker with the metal pipe. Uh, he then does like the running knee to take her against the garage door. I love the elbow drop off the first ladder, and then he gets. Then he you talked about how he got launched off the other one, and I put it also put in my notes about the illegal cable box. Uh, <laughs> the illegal cable box uh, effect. Uh, but yeah, there was, this was a uh, very entertaining. Uh, went throughout the whole you know boiler room into the locker room into the uh, this was a memorable spectacle that's the best way that I could put it so that's why I gave it three and three quarter stars
1: and the reason Dave didn't rate this is because this match was pre-taped the day before so they could edit it as needed Um but the in arena stuff obviously was done live they, they edited it but they edited it to have like way too much of like downtime with that with the stupid technical difficulties like come on
2: Maybe no, they didn't really edit much. They probably didn't have, you know, the editing tools back in the 1996. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe <laughs> they just much they <laughs> had them, but they were having too much fun with them, I think. Trunk <laughs> Guy, what would you think?
2: Good storytelling? Uh, yes, definitely three and three quarters. Uh, I've always enjoyed this match. Uh, this is a very, a very enjoyable match. of have seen especially for the times. Um, definitely at the time, it was shocking to see Taker uh, have be turned on by Paul Bearer, but it made sense. You know, eventually I had to do something else see if Taker could be, be that star on his own without having that mouthpiece and Paul Barrett in, and obviously, look what happened. So. <laughs>
0: I was heartbroken as a kid. This is one of the, yeah. the the first turns that I remember being, like, very upset about when I was right. a kid, when Paul Barrett turned on The Undertaker. I was like, this can't, can't be possible. I was mad. I, mean, I remember being <laughs> mad at eight years old watching this and seeing Paul Barrett turn on him. I I love me and my wife watching this together. We both feigned that same type of hurt. Like, we we wanted to be, like, eight years old again and act like we were very upset, even though, you know, we knew it was coming. But, yeah, it it was very effective. And it told the story properly because you know, at, it was at King of the Ring where he cost The Undertaker the, the first match against Mankind and he's like, kind of been so kind of iffy in this whole feud with Mankind, so it really made sense to kind of pay it off here and of course this would continue on this rivalry is very oh, God, the defining feud of both of their careers, which is why Noelle Foley was right that Undertaker should have mentioned her father in his Hall of Fame speech. I'll say it once, I'll say it again, I'll say it till the, till the cows come home, I want to interview Mick Foley and ask him about it and ask him, how did you feel when Undertaker forgot to mention you?
2: For real, because honestly, I, we all know Cell uh, have made both of their careers, like, they're known, they will always be synonymous with each other, from Mankind's debut to literally everything, Buried Alive, Boiler Room and Cell, like, so it, it, it was kind of weird, but three and three quarters. I don't think I get my rating, but three and three quarters for sure for this match.
1: So it was the right time for Paul Bear to be separated from the Undertaker.
2: Yeah, they were together for like by that time for like six years, and now Undertaker was like one of the top baby faces in the company. So uh, I'm sure they wanted to test out to see what he can do on his own without a mouth.
0: And this was all about sympathizing the Undertaker, making him more human. This whole feud, was pretty much, that was the goal for the Undertaker, is to make him more humanized. And Paul Barra, their connection, their relationship, him turning on him, got more sympathy from the fans for the Undertaker.
1: It's Vader time. It's Vader versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship. Shawn kisses an underage girl on the lips during his entrance. I was like, Chris Hansen, where you at? For,
2: for <laughs> he probably got the idea from watching WF in 96.
1: Oh my God, I just noticed his fan on the right. Do you see him?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you see what he's doing? Yeah,
2: he got his <laughs> oh my, I, I did not I see know, that. I don't know if that I don't know if it's at Sean or at the girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, geez. Sean brings the fight to Vader early with Vader style. Got some he's got some kicks that that he clearly taught Brian Danielson once upon a time. And then Sean Sean does what he does all, to all the ladies. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. Ground and Jesus. pound. Oh my god.
2: I see some days, my
1: friend. Vader slows things down. He's got a power bomb on the outside. Sean in ring eventually sets up for the elbow drop. And lands on his feet. And yells at Vader to move. And he kicks him in the head. Sean and Vader then talk. That was so.
0: That was so so uncalled for too. Like it was just like you could. Yeah, yeah. the kick to the head. That was a little yeah. much. And the yelling of move. No one would have known that he was yeah. supposed and to. Vader probably,
2: and Vader, am he's actually pretty brave. You can tell Sean must have been high before this match for him to do that to Vader. He didn't lost his motherfucking mind. So probably say a lot to tell that story.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. He lucky. He lucky Vader didn't snap on him.
1: Oh, I'm shocked Vader remained very professional.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: They talk way too much. You could hear them calling spots and uh Sean crossbodies Vader over the top rope. Sean pushes away the camera in frustration. What did the cameraman do to you, Sean? Uh Vader drops Sean on a guardrail and Sean gets counted out. And Cornette grabs the mic, complains, there's Sean to get back in there and restart the match. Sean says, fuck it, all right. And Sean makes his comeback in the ring. Elbow drop, sets up for the super kick. And Cornette grabs him and tosses a racket in the ring. Sean gets it and beats Vader up with it for a DQ. Then he beats up Jim Cornette with it too. And Vader grabs a chair. The refs have to separate him. Cornette on the mic again says he got DQ'd on purpose. Dares and will continue the match. And the match gets restarted again. Sean with another elbow drop. Sweet chin music that Vader kicks out of. Then there's a barely. Bump.
0: Barely. Very <laughs> barely. If it kind of was like I think Vader forgot to kick out, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Rough Bomb Power Bomb by Vader. New rough. Sean kicks out of that. Vader goes for the Vader bomb, but Cornette tells him to go to the top rope for the moonsault. Vader misses it. And then Shawn Michaels hits his own moonsault for the pin and the win. Sean Michaels still WWF champion. Dave Meltzer gave this four stars. What did you think, drunk guy?
2: Uh, one thing Sean is gonna do is have a great match with Big Guy. Pause. Um, it was very enjoyable. Um, outside of the all the extra shenanigans that was fucking unnecessary, I see what they were trying to do. They're trying to make it. I mean, like trying to keep Vader strong by making it look like, oh man, Sean has to do all this, so all the nonsense to go on. For him to even get a cheap victory. It was over like it was a little overbooked. I I to this day I still enjoy this match very much. This was a dope ass match. bullshit aside. So uh definitely uh I give this uh three and three quarters.
1: S P three.
0: Yeah, outside the the few spots where Sean just got uh was being Sean in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, was, this was a lot of fun. I, I thought that him and Vader worked well with each other. Like Drunk Guy said, Sean just knows how to work with the big guys. He gets beaten up. His selling is very well. And then he knows how to make these comebacks that are believable. Cause sometimes it's not believable when these little guys make their comeback or get a lot of offense on a bigger guy. But Sean made it work, and he made it work here. Uh, you know, the the overbooking it had a point, and it did protect Vader in the end. Because regardless of Sean getting the win in the end, Vader beat him twice. Vader beat him twice, arguably three times, if you, if you could say that he would have got the win on the power bomb before the, referee, the new referee came in. So he could say that he beat uh, Shawn Michaels three times, and Shawn only beat him once. So if this was an Iron Man match or a two-out-of-three falls match, Vader is really the winner here. But uh, I, I like Shawn getting the win here. I gave it four stars as well. This was a very entertaining uh, main event.
1: How many people have kicked out of Sweet Chin Music by now?
0: At this time? Nobody, I think. I don't think. I don't think so. I think I think That you know, was kinda wild like, that he kicked out of that, not, yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, let's wrap this up. Match of the night. I'm gonna go with the boiler room brawl, just uh it's the, you know, first of its kind. It was something we hadn't seen, so I'm gonna go with even though those technical difficulties bother me, I don't think they bother me as much as the restarts in the main event. So I'll go with that. What do you guys got?
2: Okay. Uh, I've always, eh, I guess I go with Boiler Room Brawl too. I've
0: definitely watched that match way more than Sean and Vader. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sean and Vader. I thought that that was the best match because of the technical difficulties in the Boiler Room Brawl. And this and the Boiler Room Brawl was mostly mankind beating the crap out of Undertaker in the mm-hmm. Boiler Room itself. Yeah, Undertaker. Barely got any offense in in the boiler room part, so uh, I I think I enjoyed Sean and Vader just a little bit more than that one.
1: MVP I'm gonna give to mankind. Who's your MVPs?
0: Oh, and this 100%. might this might be unanimous. I'm going with mankind as well. All,
2: all across the show, not even just for that, but the boiler room brawl.
1: Yeah, because he was also in that, mommy.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> the the mommy and the and the promo ball about the boiler room. Yeah. Ball. He was great
2: in everything he did. On he the Undertaker again. He basically been owning the Undertaker. Two and 2 and zero. The new streak. Two and zero against the Undertaker.
1: And LVP, I'm going. Unfortunately, Jake to Snake Roberts. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah. bad luck. <laughs> I mean, it's not his. It's not his
1: fault. But the way he's getting booked is just. Oh, he got owned there by Jerry the
2: King Lawler, he got owned. <laughs> you got to own I, up to it,
1: you know. I didn't put
0: Jake, but you're actually right. So I'll go call L- OVP. I'll say Jake the Snake Roberts and Jim Cornette. Like I said, Camp Cornette yeah. did not have oh, a yeah, good that, night. Yeah, yeah. Uh he he talked to himself. He could have just walked away and Vader would have been the winner. But he kept talking. He could have wait. He could have made it, like he, how many times Bulldog got a bunch of rematches against Sean like he could have waited for the, wanted the title team, that, night. They wanted I under, that under, night. I understand. That's SummerSlam. Like, he talk, he <laughs> talked himself into a loss, basically. And, and and the only guy in Camp Cornette that won, he had nothing to do with it. And and then he was the cause of Bulldog losing. So he caused Bulldog and to Vader. lose. And
1: Vader. Because he, he told caused Vader to go, to, to, go lose. to the top rope.
0: Yeah. He caused Vader to lose. He caused Bulldog to lose. Like Jim Cornette is the biggest loser. <sighs> Who's
1: yours, drunk guy?
2: Uh, was uh, I, you know, Sid, man, he makes valid points here. Uh, definitely co LVP. Uh, Jimmy Cornette and uh, Jake the Drunk, Jake the Snake. Jesus, you're about, about to call him Jake the Drunk. Oh! <laughs> did you say
1: Jake the Drunk?
2: I didn't say I saw myself. Said, said <laughs> you're going the snake.
1: to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let you guys be alone, so I'll give it to Cornette too. Uh, dual LVPs all over, we'll put our thumbs out. In 3, 2, 1, thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. For SummerSlam 96. 3, 2, 1. Thumbs up for me. Thumbs
2: up? Really? You only had two good matches.
0: That that saved the show, honestly. Ooh. Like, if you, if, 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 this, this is back in the day where... The, you're not gonna get the, the tape of like AEW pay per views or New Japan pay per views. Not even the WWE pay per views of like the two thousands that you know you had a whole bunch of like good matches up and down the card. With these well, pay-per-views, they tried to
2: I had delivered, I guess. That yeah, episode. with
0: they what the matches that they pushed the most, which was the Boiler Room Brawl and the main event for the WWF title, they delivered so it's a thumbs up show. That's the I'll, usually I'll right I
2: have it in the middle. I'll have it like crooked a little bit.
1: Let's rate this on a scale of 0 to 10 I'll give it uh, 6.3 What'll you give it, Sid?
0: I'm gonna give it 6
2: out of 10 Okay 5.75 That's so fancy (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: the pay-per-view buys for reference, I'll go back all the way to King of the Ring, which did 197,000. What do you think this did, Drunk Guy? King of the Ring did
2: 197,000? Yep. 205.
1: 205. Sid? 206. Drunk Guy's closer.
2: They went sure down,
1: down, way down. 150 oh, 157k. Jesus
2: Christ, King wow. of the Ring was a bigger pay-per-view. Yes, King of the Ring did
1: 40k more than uh, this to be what fair. King of the
2: Ring was a
0: better show, it was a better show. We had we had three good matches on
2: the Bulldog for King of the yeah. Ring,
0: right? Sean and Bulldog was great. Uh, Austin and Mara was great, there, oh, yeah. and Undertaker and Mankind was great. So that had three good matches on the show. So
2: it's kind of about yeah. crazy because you would think like a boiler room brawl like one of its con like especially during this time is something you kind of you would want to see. Yeah, you know, I guess not.
1: Also, there they were coming off the heels of that in your house, which did the worst pay per view buys like ninety seven k or something like
2: that. I guess people, people were annoyed by that. They wanted their money for King of the Ring. They wanted to save their money for King of the Ring. Sorry, like, <laughs> I got King of the Ring. That was so. after
1: King of the Ring. That was after King of the Ring.
2: That in your house. Yeah, yeah what, uh, that, uh, international. International incident. Okay. Man.
1: So. There you have it. That is SummerSlam 1996 as WWF continues to do bad ratings on Raw and even bad pay per view buys to match it.
0: Way to go, Sean. They're doing great. They're doing great (laughs) with the U.S. Champion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) yes. Look at at this man. Look at this man getting those big numbers. Um, uh, Absolutely. Move. Um, (laughs) Let us know in the comments down below what you thought about SummerSlam 1996 and our review. If you gave it a thumbs up, thumbs down, match of the night, MVP, LVP. This has been our review of SummerSlam 1996. Drunk Guy, please let the people know where they can find you, sir, and what you're doing on the True Elite YouTube channel.
2: Uh, You can follow the kid on Instagram, hacksaw underscore j underscore duggan. Twitter, Drunken max and JJ. Facebook, my name is my name. If you don't know my name, don't try to add me. I am here every Mondays. Every Mondays. Every Monday. <laughs> Must be Mondays. Every Monday, Raider World Superstars, me, my good brother, Romeo, um, True Hope, Josh, uh, Wendy, uh, even the Prince. Uh, this looks cool. I like that picture. Y'all look like a bad bitty. Um, we are... And also, Wednesdays, I usually pop up on Dynamite watch-alongs as well. Um... Or pay per view watch alongs. We got some pay per views coming up in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, True Heat, you already know where the gang is at. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Brazzers, Pornhub, Xvideos, Twitch, Christian Mingle, eHarmony, LiveHarmony, MySpace, Stone Black Planet, Latino Planet. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. We are all over. We do our thing. True Heat, the gang. Come on.
1: You forgot farmers only.
2: Farmers farmers only, yes. We added we
1: are we have a new site, we just created the kennel last night. Farmers oh
0: only, we do
2: our
0: thing, man. We're like the guy farmers only <laughs> <laughs> and Romeo, the, the pilot, the driver of the DeLorean. Let them know where they can find you. Good sir.
1: True Hill Romeo, Twitter and Instagram. I'll mention the stuff drunk. I didn't mention NX3 on Tuesdays. You can catch me on there, watching WWE NXT, making the most fun out of it possible as I can. And yeah. Um, looking forward to the next True Rewind. Raw is going to have that IC title tournament start. They also got that battle royal to determine a new title shot for the WWF Championship. Nitro's coming off Clash of Champions. Bro, I'm confused. What do so
2: confused. I'm like, wait, what, <laughs> what are we talking about? What are you talking about? I said True Rewind. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> Sorry, I started watching the game. I apologize. <laughs> like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, True Ryan 76, you got Nitro's got uh, Sting and Luger versus Arn Anderson and Ric Flair as we are on the road to fall brawl and going to see if WCW can turn the tide against the NWL. So we will be back on the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel for that. NWL find-
1: more competition than WWF right now.
0: This is true. <laughs> uh you can find me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP three. I'll be back on the FIFO Overbook YouTube channel this coming Friday, eight thirty AM with Jeremy Lambert as we talk about the NBA playoffs. We talk about your favorite tra- trash Nets reality up. shows. Um of course you had to say that. Where where the Knicks, how the Knicks
1: doing? I'll They've gather. won as many playoff games as the Nuts. That is true.
2: Um, <laughs> and you, you, can also, that, huh? you can also see
0: me at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Friday with Steven Jensen as we are transforming Degrassi Dudes. We're going to do Degrassi Dudes one week and then Nerds of the 90s. And this week we're going to be doing uh, a very special episode, Funny or Die, where we talk about the uh, more dramatic episodes of Famous 96com. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So check that out over on the Fightful over book youtube channel of course drop the thumbs up on this video share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family on all your favorite social media platforms if you are new to Fightful overbook hit that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here and if you want more from us on true hill heat Follow the gang at True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat for even more exclusive content, the True Hill Heat Prediction Championship, plus much, much more. So for Drunk Guy JJ, for Romeo, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Rewind, episode 75, WWF SummerSlam 1996. We are signing off until. Next time,
2: Mommy, Mommy. (laughs) Why? Why, Paul, why?